Well, actual free agent talk makes us kind of sad right now, so let's just make some stuff up, shall we? Let's put on our GM hats and look at the Colorado Avalanche Big Three forward free agents and determine whether Valna Shushkin, Nazem Kadri, and Andre Burakovsky can be fits with the Nashville Predators and what it might take to get them here. Coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. So uh, it is the off season, as we know, and mm-hmm. we have been talking about potential moves the Predators could make. And we're talking about potential moves the Predators could make to distract us from the real life realization uh, that our front office is dumb and doesn't know what they're doing. There's that. You can only lament so long before you become exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. So instead, we are taking a look at some other options, team or players that the Predators could bring in, uh, either via trade or for agency. We've, of course, talked about JT Miller before. Uh, We've talked a little bit about Johnny Gaudreau, you know, those kind of players. Today, it's the Avalanche Big Three when it comes to free agent forwards. They have... Three uh, guys that made a big impact on their team yes. last season. You have, of course, Nazem Kadri, uh, who was front and center in a lot of storylines. You have Andre Burakovsky, the sort of, I guess, journeyman of the group, who has had stops with the uh, Washington Capitals and won a cup there. And you have Val Nishushkin, who has kind of exploded onto the scene this mm. year. It wasn't that long ago. A lot of people were calling him a first-round bust. He developed into a great player this year. Now, yes. let's get a couple of things out of the way first. First off, uh, the Avalanche are probably not going to lose all of these people. They do have some cap space to play with. Uh, so they do have room to, you know, probably sign one, maybe two, mm-hmm. to pretty big contracts to lock them up. Uh, but that being said, you know, they are a team that has a lot of money uh, invested in some good players. Next year, they have Nathan McKinnon, whose contract is up. He can become a UFA, so they're going to want to save a lot of money for him. So, yeah, you have to imagine, Anna. One of these three, Kadri, Kushkin, yes. and Burakovsky, um, are going to be on the market. So yes. let's, let's start by this, because um, we'll look into the fit for the Predators in a second. If you're mm-hmm. the Colorado Avalanche and you can pick two out of the three to sign, uh, mm. who, think, who are you going with? Yeah, this is a great question. And here's the here's the conundrum slash blessing that the Colorado Avalanche are in right now. Because you really can't go too, too far wrong. All three of these players have just been key and had phenomenal seasons for the Avalanche and have tons of good tread left on their tires. So 
Colorado can't go wrong. Now, I'm sure they would love to keep all three of them, but life life ain't fair, ask us yeah. in Nashville. So they're going to have to get rid of somebody. If You know, I would say if I were Colorado, I would want to hold on to definitely Nachushkin, A, because they can pronounce his name right, and I struggle with it every time. I mean, um, same. It's, yeah, we can just call him Val. Um, And, you know, when it comes to, because I think you're going to get Val for a a semi-decent price, he's been a steal. He's going to definitely need a huge contract boost, but I think he is going to be worth what Colorado's willing to pay. And you've got enough money left over for one of the other guys. There's a part of me that thinks they'll probably stick with Kadri, um, just because I think he's maybe more of that kind of physical, he gets that little physical edge with him as well. So if I'm Colorado, that's what I'm going with. But because we are Nashville GMs this morning, you know, I'm just going to say all three of them are open and available. Yeah. Which is yeah. not reality. That's not reality. Yeah. I mean, obviously out of those three, if you're the abs, I feel like Kadri's the first one you yeah. go to you would love to bring him back um mm-hmm. the asking price for him probably is going to be a little bit skewed and we'll talk about that in a second um you know burakovsky to me i love val nashushkin and what he's been able to do he's developed into a great 200 foot player kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of the way somebody else on the preds played right now we'll kind of mm-hmm. talk about that um i think burakovsky though has been the one that's been more consistent and probably is the one um, you would have to try to bring in or try to keep. Although I think he is the one that is probably going to get offered the most somewhere mm-hmm. else just because of how good his stats have been since he's come over from Colorado. Um, so let's talk about each one and possibly their fit with the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. So, and let's start with the the headliner. Let's start with the big guy. And that's... Yep. Nazem Kadri. Um, sort of a complicated figure in the NHL. Fact. Yeah. Um, they're obviously because of what he had to go through this postseason. Um, you know, he's you know seen very, very favorably in a lot of people's eyes now, too. Um, which he absolutely should be because of what he had to go through. Um, but at the same time, you know, he is sort of a complicated player from the on ice perspective. He's somebody who we've seen lose his cool and get suspended a couple of times. Yes. Um, he's also, this was his best year, you know? So how do you see Kadri fitting in with the Nashville Predators? This one is tricky for me because on the one hand, like you said, this is somebody who is a little bit more of a complicated read. Um, I think his style of play, this is somebody who is extremely physical, who is extremely passionate on the ice, who is um, in, in, in that way, I think, wow, what a great fit for the Nashville Predators because the Predators are such a hard checking team. Physicality is so important to the style of hockey that the Predators are playing. This is how they're constructing the team. And so in that regard, I think Nazem Kadri would be such a great fit for the Predators. 
But there is such a fine line, and this is something we've talked about on the podcast all season long. There is such a fine line between playing with physicality and playing with a physicality that ends up hurting your team. And we saw it this season with Nashville as far as the number of penalty minutes, the penalties that were taken at crucial times that cost the Predators something. And you have to wonder when you look at somebody like Nazem Kadri is which camp is he going to land in? Is he going to land in the camp where he toes that physicality line really well and helps the Nashville Predators? You know, I can see him. I mean, he is a spicy player. I can see him with, you know, Ryan Johansson or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just got that spice that the Predators, I think, really value. But you have to weigh out, is he able to toe that line? And you look back at, you know, his past history. You know, he has had several suspensions for illegal hits or for illegal cross checks or boardings. And, you know... You got to weigh that out. And I think it's something that the Predators, as they do shopping across the board, are going to be looking for physicality, but they have got to be wise about who they bring in and how they play with physicality. So that's kind of the hitch in my giddy up when I look at somebody like Nazem Kadri. There's also, I think, to me, maybe concern about how bipolar his stats have been. So mm-hmm. you look at it this Fair. year. Um, fantastic season for Nazan Kadri, his career mm. best season, 28 goals, uh, and a 59 assists for 87 points yes. by far the best, uh, in a very long time. Uh, his previous career high was 61 points, which was all the way back in 2017. Um, but you look over the rates the past couple of years, 32 and 56 games last year, which isn't bad, but it's, you know, not this level right um you know 36 and 51 the year before that and then his last season with toronto just 44 points in 73 games so you know there is that sort of ryan johansson concern a little bit it's like okay why have your numbers fallen off so far from where they were five years ago now mm-hmm. is this a revival just like we saw from you know matt duchene or philip forsberg where all of a sudden they found that mm-hmm. extra year and now they're like you know playing lights out every single night or is this more of a nazim Kradi who got these numbers because he was playing with really 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 good players that's to me going to be the the eight million dollar question because yes. i would imagine that's probably what nazim Kadri's asking rate is going to go for and, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30. He's 32, 32, mm-hmm. 31, 31, 31, almost 32. He's almost 32. He, yeah. He'll turn 32 at the start of next season. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to the club, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you, you have to, if you're the Predators or any other team in the NHL, you have to kind of weigh like, okay, is this going to be worth it for like the six, seven years he's going to want, you know, even if it's just five or six years that takes until he's 37, 38 player you're getting then may not be the same player you're going now. So for Nashville, a team that for whatever reason, David Poyle is kind of trying to keep his long-term options open, be a little Mm -hmm. bit more flexible. Maybe this isn't the right fit for you. At least that's, that's that's the my take right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, certainly plenty 
of pros for NASA. For sure. Yes. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, want to mention today's show brought to you by Bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info hockey may be over but still plenty of good stuff out there got major league baseball where they're throwing punches and sunflower seeds uh we got into the thick of the wnba season mls it's plenty of golf boxing ufc so there are plenty of props odds and lines for any sport you can imagine from stuff like who's going to get the first home run of the game uh, in soccer, who's going to score the first goal, anything like that you can find on BetOnline.net. And it's not just betting bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, news, esports, and everything else you need. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. So we kind of had the caveat right off the bat, Anne, about, you know, maybe the questions surrounding Nazem Kadri and free agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at what he brings in a positive sense mm-hmm. to the table. Like if the Nashville Predators go after Nazem Kadri. How does he fit in with this team? What does he add to the Preds? I think it comes back to style of play in a lot of ways because I think everybody knows what the what the prototype is that uh, David Poyle is going to be out shopping for. He's going to be out shopping for, you know, the the theme that we've heard all season, hard to play against, physicality. Um, and I think Nazem Kadri has that. The other thing, though, is that he is a really great balance of that physicality, that passionate play, that spicy kind of on ice um, temperature when he is playing. But he also really balances that well with really great um, uh, hockey IQ, which I know is kind of that vague thing that people talk about. But if you watch him play, he has this really amazing ability to find such small pockets of ice to find and anticipate when lanes are going to open. If you look at some of the goals that he has had this season, he really is threading a needle and he has such a great feel for when that's going to happen. And I think that's something, you know, he has this physical game, but he also has kind of this smooth kind of suave hockey thing going for him too. And that's such a I think that can be a challenging package to find in the NHL. And it's so important for the Nashville Predators to have that physicality that if you can get kind of a well-rounded player like Kadri, there's a huge benefit to that. And I also think, you know, you look at his goals, he had 20 even strength goals, but he had eight power play goals. I think we can all agree that, you know, in the back of our minds, whatever, you know, us pretend GMs or David Poyle does, you have to find somebody who is going to be a contributor on the power play. He had six game winning goals. Like this is somebody who is big in the big moments. So there is a lot of upside to Kadri. And I think if he can come in and mesh well in the locker room, there's a lot of benefit to having somebody who plays as well as he does with a little bit of, you know, to his game that <laughs> that's the official that hockey what? term. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little <laughs> to his game. Um, he could really be a good fit for this team. So there's yeah. a lot of upside. There is. And he does fit the style in which John Hines wants to play, which is kind yes. of 
fast and physical. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of speed. And I think that to me was maybe the biggest part of the game is just how fast he is. Mm -hmm. And you look at the Nashville Predators who struggled last season, keeping up with the faster teams. Like, yeah, they're physical. Like they can throw hits and all that. But, you know, when it comes to just like pure speed, like the way the Avalanche played, like the way the Tampa Bay Lightning played in the stadium series, you know, somebody like Kadri is going to help you with that. Somebody who can not only, you know, keep up stride for stride with some of these top line players, but has the hockey IQ to maybe be able to go out there and defend that, like know where to go, know how to keep them from doing that. And that's something Nazem Kadri does is when he's focused, he's a very high hockey IQ player. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is just this season, you know, we saw him perform the best kind of with his back against the wall. Like we saw, you know, the the whole St. Louis incident, you know, where he was receiving all these racist threats, um, you know, kind of the vitriol of the entire Blues fan base and the Blues organization. He went out the next game and scored a hat trick. Yes. Like one of his best games of the year. And it's just kind of this, you know, this vibe of, you know, nothing really bothers you, you know, being able Mm -hmm. to let stuff roll off you and go out and fuel it to have one of your best games of the year. And I think that was something uh, Nazem Kadri kind of lacked in Toronto when we saw him play there was the ability to harness that emotion Mm -hmm. for good. You know, we saw him play with a lot of emotion and cross a line. But this year, especially, we've seen him grow up and kind of harness, you know, the emotion of the game in good, like in good ways. So that to me is something that I think is also underrated that we've seen from Nazem Kadri's game this year, because that is a big part of the game. Like you are going to get pissed off during yes. hockey games like it happens from everybody to mark borvietsky to roman yossi like how do you channel that emotion mm-hmm. into helping you win a game that's something i think Kadri did really really well this year and i think that's something that the nashville predators could definitely benefit from because i think you can look back on this season and you can see that there are certain players when that moment came maybe didn't handle it well. So I would agree with that. I think, you know, he plays this season, especially a little bit bulletproof. And and that's not a bad characteristic to have in your locker room. If you're the Preds, knowing what Nazem Kadri is probably going to get on the market, mm-hmm. do you give him, you know, this answer might depend on what happens with number nine, but you yeah. know, let's say, Everything let's say, does. let's say Forsberg's gone. You want some replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, is Nazem Kadri your guy? Is Nazem Kadri the guy you go out and get? He is definitely um, at the top of the list. If they feel like he's going to be a, a good fit, um, I, I think talent-wise, there's no question that he is what they're looking for. And again, everything, like what I have for lunch today right now hinges on what is happening with Philip Forsberg. Everything hinges on Philip Forsberg. But Kadri is somebody that I would have on my short list if I were the Nashville Predators. Would you? you? What do you have for lunch if Philip Forsberg signs today? If Philip Forsberg signs today, I'm getting like Olive Garden. Because I'm all class. I thought you were just going to say like cocaine. Like... (laughs) No, no, no. Probably just Olive Garden, fettuccine, like chicken fettuccine Alfredo. 
Yeah, we'll we'll start low. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, obviously <laughs> depends on what happens with Forsberg. Um, you know, if Forsberg goes, you're probably going to have to rebuild a lot of things up front. And yeah, Kadri may be a guy you go out and get that would look good on paper, but it's got to be for the right deal. And I do have a feeling that there might be some other teams out there that, um, you know, maybe are better fits right now Mm -hmm. that would be a little bit more aggressive at giving Kadri the deal they want. I don't know if the Predators are one of those teams. Let's take a look at some players that do maybe fit into that picture for the Predators. Um, Valerie Nishishkin and Andre Burakovsky, two guys that are probably going to be way more affordable than mm-hmm. Nasim There is a fly flying around my face, and it's really annoying. So that's why I'm <laughs> doing this a bunch. Um, yeah, let's talk about Andre Burakovsky because this is a yes. guy who's kind of been overshadowed mm-hmm. everywhere he's been in his entire career. And he has been a solid, solid middle six player for two Stanley Cup winners now. Yes. You know, he played for the Washington Capitals. And of course, like you say, it's very easy if your name is not Alex Ovechkin to be overshadowed when you play for the Washington Capitals. And then came to Colorado. And I think you have hit the nail on the head, like such a strong middle six player. And, you know, if the Nashville Predators get it together and sign Philip Forsberg, can you imagine how huge it would be to land somebody like Andre Burakovsky for the Predators as well, because this is somebody who has so much to contribute offensively, Um, played 80 games, so very healthy season, 22 goals, 39 assists for 61 points. You know, he was fifth on the Colorado team in points, and this Colorado team just is stacked with talent, and yet he is somebody who definitely stood out. So this was a really great year for him. Um, Playoffs came out and lit it up in the playoffs. Now he did end up missing some because he took a puck to the hand. Uh, So he did miss some games, but while he was playing in the playoffs, he had like a 23, you know, percent shooting percentage. So this is somebody who again performs really well. The other thing I just want to throw out, which is very tempting to me personally, is that Andre Burakovsky played uh, 57 games with the Erie Otters, which is the team where I grew up. So there's a part of me that's like, hey, buddy, Western Pennsylvania, come on. I'll make you some Western Pennsylvania stuff. So I'm liking this guy. There's there's the... uh... (laughs) Yeah, there's there's the hook. There's the hook. Like, we'll go get Fettuccine Alfredo at Olive Garden together, Andre Burkowski. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good eerie otters, as you've discovered. Oh, my goodness. The rabbit hole of delight this morning, my friends. We'll just yeah, let that one sit. Yeah. <laughs> just let that Big eerie otters, man. Uh, the, the Connor McDavid uh, yes! Rome team has to be up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Andre Burkowski. Yeah, uh, likes Olive Garden came from the Erie Otters. Um, you know, this is another interesting one because this is seems to be what the Predators exactly need, which is some yes. scoring punch 
from the middle six. Hello. Uh, you look at what he's done since he's come over from Colorado, you know, in, in Washington, while he was still trying to find his footing, he put up some good numbers, you know, had mm-hmm. a 38 point season, um, but was kind of more of like a spare guy, you know, a third liner, um, somebody who really wasn't one of the first people off the ice in any situation. Um, and that changed really when he went to Colorado and he kind of got bumped up the lineup a little bit. Um, you know, he had a, he had 45 points in 48 games in 2020. So he would have had probably a, a 50, possibly a 60 point season there uh, again, 44 and 53 last year. So there's another person um, that was close to, you know, a 50, 60 point pace. And then of course this year he scored 61. So you're looking at a player who, had it not been for weird seasons the past two years, probably would have been either a 50 or 60 point score in each of the last three seasons. Mm -hmm. And that's something I think that makes him a fantastic fit in Nashville. Yes. is because he is exactly what that second line needs. And, you know, you look over, you know, he kind of has the same vibe of somebody like Mikhail Granlund, like Mm -hmm. very quiet, under the radar, does, you know, is maybe not elite at any one thing, but is very, very good in a lot of different areas. Yeah, so if he plays with him, I think that's a good pair. If he plays with Ryan Johansson, you know, Ryan Johansson is like the playmaker of that group, the guy that can, you know, use his physicality, kind of use his body and space to kind of create space. He just needs somebody that can help finish off the plays he makes. And Andre Burakovsky, to me, can be that guy. And he's also, you know, whoever winds up on the other side, you know, whether that's Ellie Tolvanen, who we know has a great shot, whether that's Phil Tomasino, who's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a like a zesty, speedy player, that's a good fit. And he can help him elevate whoever's on that other wing. So for me, to me, yeah, Burakovsky, that's somebody if I'm the Preds, I'm very interested in because that's exactly what you need. Yes. And I think, too, Burakovsky can play up if you know there's some sort of injury on a top line. This is somebody you can plug into a top line position, and he is ready to play there as well. So there is so much upside to Burakovsky. So much upside. I really, really like him. And I think if the Predators can keep Forsberg, Burakovsky is a player that it would be worth throwing a chunk of change at to really help punch up that top six. And they have the space to do that. Even if they bring Forsberg back, they have a sizable chunk of cap space. And it's built for somebody like Burakovsky, who's going to be a high-end player, but not so high-end that he winds up pricing himself out of the market. You Mm -hmm. could probably get him for $6 million you know, six and a half, something like that. And that would be a pretty good deal. And that's a deal that you can afford. Yes. To me, yeah, that's a fit. Uh, The wild card in the entire bunch, Anne, is Val Nishushkin. And I'll talk about him in just a second. First, though, want to tease what we have coming up later this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Locked on Predators podcast. And I know you have a special show lined up for tomorrow. I do. I'm so excited. Tomorrow, I am going to talk with my friend Paige Martin. She is the in-arena host for the London Knights. She has spent a ton of time with Luke Evangelista, and we are going to talk about this amazing season he has had and where she thinks he may fit in with the Nashville Predators going forward. So that's coming up tomorrow. 
We also have a special oh, come show on. coming up Friday. Come All on. about horns. <laughs> it's the funnest Friday ever. Yeah. What's going to happen is we're going to tease this. We're going to be excited for it. And then all hell's going to break loose, isn't it? Philip Forsberg's going to sign yeah. because we are so excited to do a show about NHL yeah. golf. Philip Forsberg's it's going to re sign or punch David Poyle in the face. Either one. Breaking either option, either <laughs> option would re probably require an hour and a half long special for us. And a trip to Olive Garden. And a trip to Olive Garden <laughs> with the cocaine. Um, all right. So the wild card in the bunch and mm -hmm. this whole ordeal is Val Nishushkin. Yes. And I think we saw, if you just watched film on him this season, this is a guy that you would sign in a heartbeat. This is a guy you would absolutely want on your team at any cost. But it was such kind of a wild path to get to where he was this season. Mm -hmm. Yes, he has had a long haul in the NHL for somebody who is only 27 years old. You know, he was drafted 10th overall in 2013-14 by Dallas, jumped right into playing, and then it just, like, kind of the struggle bus a little bit for Val. Um, but this season, you want to talk about somebody who absolutely – took an opportunity and ran with it in a contract year, Val Nichushkin just lit it up. And you look at what he is making right now for Colorado and Colorado got a steal of a deal on uh, Val Nichushkin this season because he is on a two year, $5 million contract. Look, he, what he is going to garner as a free agent is going to knock his socks off after, you know, this contract with Colorado. And, and this may be a player that Colorado doesn't want to part with. So I think the bidding war on Val is going to be fascinating to watch because he has earned himself um, definitely looks by a number of teams. And I really, really like this kid. Young man. He, what he does is he plays, I think, a 200-foot game. Um, you know, he's very active for checking. Yes. Uh, you know, de defense is, is, is fine. Um, you know, it, it's you're certainly not going to think of him as, like, one of the best, like, defensive fours or, like, a shutway two-down guy. But, you know, I think he does enough, you know, in terms of pressure and forechecking that he kind of creates a lot of mayhem. Yes. It's funny, Ann, because the guy that he reminds me of, you know, when you look at his size, when you look at his speed, when you look at his strong forechecking, I look at this and I say, this is what Yakov Trenin can oh. be. Like, this is yes. what knockoff trending can be. There's also, you know, a lot of Tanner Janot to his mm -hmm. game as well. Um, you know, so this is a guy, you know, I know it's not going to happen, but, you know, if, <laughs> if the Preds sign him, wouldn't it be great to just put him on the herd line? Oh, my gosh. Like, Bump just Tanner Janot line Just for the chaos that line yes. ensues. Now, obviously, yes. he's going to be, you know, if the Preds sign him, he'll be a top six forward for sure. Um, but that's like the style he plays with. Like he's so much fun to watch and he can cause a lot of mayhem. And I say that word mm -hmm. mayhem, but it's just, you know, 
sometimes you know when you're when you're forechecking that hard, you're getting into spaces, you're putting your body on people, you're making the puck handler maybe think about I got to get this off before this time. Yes. You cause them to maybe have to react a split second sooner than what they're anticipating. That can change a game, and we saw that a lot in the postseason, especially that um, you know. Early on in the Stanley Cup finals, when Nishushkin was just having career game after game after game, like we, we saw him kind of change the game or set up really good chances just by being all up in that Tampa Bay defense's mm-hmm. grill. You know, we yes. saw a lot of turnovers caused when he was on the ice. And that's somebody that I think would be perfect for the Nashville Predators who kind of play, you know, this physical sort of counter-attacking sort mm-hmm. of thing, um, however you want to describe John Hines's game. But this is somebody that I look at and be like, he plays with the style the Predators want him to play with. 100%. He, you know, fits into the identity of the team. Like, this is a guy that I think would do very well in a Predators uniform. Mm-hmm. I love how you're describing his play because he is very much an interrupter. And that's somebody that you need, especially in the Stanley Cup finals, like you said, with a team like Tampa Bay, the Nashville Predators aren't packed with speed. So they need players who have kind of that interrupting ability. They can catch up to the play. They can interrupt it. They can distract. They can confuse a little bit. Um and give it a a team pause, the Predators' style of play isn't built around speed. They need a little bit more speed, but it's not built around that. And so when you can bring in somebody like Val Deshushkin, who has that ability to interrupt teams' pace, he has an ability to interrupt rushes, this is somebody that the Predators really should take a hard look at, Uh, especially like I will say if the Predators can re-sign Forsberg, Burakovsky or Nachushkin would be huge additions to this Predators roster. Huge additions. I think you would see definitely a next level for the Predators. Um, and I, I will tell you, I love, I love Val Nachushkin. I, I fell in love with him early on and it has continued. It is not infatuation. It is bring him here. I will bake him cookies. Yeah. Of course, there there is the question, like the caveat, you know, can he repeat this season? Because 25 goals, right. 27 assists. Was this a breakout year or was this just a contract year anomaly? And is he going to go back down to like, Victor Stahlberg level of output where he's just scoring like 12 goals and 13 assists Mm -hmm. in a year again. And at that point it's like, Oh boy, like, here we go again. This isn't worth it. Um, Yeah. I think like for Nishushkin also in order to have the scoring output, he's gotta be with the right people. Very true. The other question is what's going, what are the people going to be, in Nashville, because I do think it depends, you know, you need somebody to kind of play the style the Preds want to play with that matches Nishuskin, but you also want them to have some scoring punch. So if you're putting him out there to kind of zest up, you know, that third line, that's maybe not going to work out. If you're putting him in a prime spot, maybe on the other side of Philip Forsberg, God, Come on. That happens. Then that's something that you're able to look at and be like, okay, yeah, like this is this is something that I think is going to work out 
for a lot of different people. Yes. Yeah. This could be a, a really amazing fit for the Nashville Predators. Here's the problem. When you're talking about any of these three players, whether you're talking about Nazem Kadri or Andre Burakovsky or our sweet friend Val, it is going to be like Walmart on the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, people lined up at the doors, pounding on the doors. And so the Predators, if they are really interested in either of or any of these players, and they should be, they're going to have to really be willing to spend some money on them. And and it's going to be a little bit of a bidding war. I mean, these are the Cabbage Patch dolls of the hockey world, I think, this, you know, this offseason. The Furbies. Do you remember the Furbies? I don't remember Furbies. How do you know? Those were like the toy of like the late 90s, like the little weird yeah. gremlin looking thing. Oh, that, I, I know. Like, it. Yeah. But everybody I, was like waiting in line to get one. Yeah, that was outside my window. I was Cabbage Patch Doll. Oh, okay. <laughs> Generations. <laughs> yeah. You're, I feel like you should at least know about Furbies. Yeah. I know. I mean, when you say that, I can kind of bring up a visual. But it was like Tamagotchi era, wasn't it? Furbies and Tamagotchi. Aren't they about the same? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's close this by this. You can pick one of these guys. Oh, come on. One of these guys comes to the Nashville Predators with Philip Forsberg back. Okay. Who do you think? Oh, come on. This is tough. Uh, if Philip Forsberg is back. Oh, this is a rough one. If Philip Forsberg's back, I would say go with Burakovsky or Val. But I don't know which one. Either one. Like, I could be happy with either one. I could have a boy Cabbage Patch doll or a girl Cabbage Like, I don't care. Just I would like a Cabbage Patch doll. Either one of those two would be fine. How about you? I would have to say Andre Burakovsky. Yeah. 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 Can't argue with it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's certainly uh, somebody who I think fits in exactly with what the Preds need right mm -hmm. now. And I think he's going to have help to kind of replicate what he did this past year. So, yeah, I, I think can't he, argue he, with that. Plus the two Stanley Cups, you get that experience in Nashville, something the Preds yes. don't really have right now. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think overall Burakovsky might be a really, really good fit. Best I could be three, very I happy with that. I could be happy with that. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. First, though, let's sign Philip Forsberg. Let's cross that. Let's eat our peas before we go out shopping for brownie sundays. Um, let's eat our Olive Garden, folks. Yeah, that's more delicious than the peas. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, good shows coming up later this week. Uh, until then, Anne, where can we find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter. <clears throat> at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. So choked up about your Twitter that you just can't I get am. through. It was the Olive Garden that choked me. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're all emotional about Olive Garden. Yeah, uh, I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Read my work at onthefourcheck.com. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at lo underscore Predators. And if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know which of those three you would like to see the Predators sign or if there are better options out there. 
We would love to know. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode. See you then.